Hello, my name's Darren Locke, and this is the second of my very occasional podcasts. If you come via iTunes, my website address is www.darrenlock.com, and the aim of these podcasts is to take a piece of music that I've recorded and break it down into its constituting parts so you can uh, see how the ideas came together and how I ended up with the final song. Now, last time, it was my very first podcast, and we've had over 300 downloads. Now, I'm not sure if that's good. I think it's good. But hopefully this time, we can we can get 301 downloads. Uh, today, I'm going to be looking at a piece of music I recorded just before Christmas. It hasn't got a title at the moment. Um, it's called Pearly King. We'll call it that, yeah. Pearly King. And it's a very loud piece of music and, you know, very, very, very rock and roll. Now, whenever I sit down to record, there are a number of different ways in. Sometimes it can be with the guitar and you'll, you'll have a riff or a little tune and you think, oh, yeah, that's great, or, or even a chord sequence. Sometimes it can be the bass guitar. You know, I'll be sitting here with the bass and... And, and a little a little run will come into my head and I think, yeah, that'll be great. But very most often it, it tends to be drum-orientated. If there's a good rhythm, I'll have the drum machine going and I'll grab my bass and I'll see what I can do over the top of it. Now, what I'm using for drum duties at the moment is a, is a piece of equipment called a Roland Hand Sonic and it's a, it's a drum machine that you play with your hands. It's not the traditional thing where you where you, you you program it. This one you actually slap it and hit it a bit like a bongo. And um, I'm not a really good drummer or or percussionist, but I came up with a really good heavy drum sound, very you know standard rock drum riff. And I thought, yes, we're going to use that. And I'll play you a little bit of that right now. As you can hear, that's a, a pretty rigorous drum loop going on. And when I tend to record, I tend I'm, because I don't have access to a real drummer, I tend to just have the loop running all the way through it and use that as my uh, as my focal point. Sometimes I get clever and I try and make things a little bit more complicated and have quiet bits and and slower bits and alter the tempo. But this time around, it's just going to be an all-out balls-to-the-wall rock piece. And so the drums were going to run all the way through it. And um, so anyway, hearing that, I thought, right, going to grab my bass. And I picked up my bass, and, and it's like everything. You, you sit there and you try and get something to fit. Now this time, the way it was um, working, the way the drums sounded... I started. I came up with this this riff using the whole tone scale. Now the whole tone scale is very distinctive. It doesn't have any uh, any any semitones in it. Hence the the title, the whole tone scale. And it's a very angular, very almost clinical scale to use. And so I came up with this little riff that went over the uh, over the drums, and it sounded a bit like this. 
there you have it. Now that bass line was played using, like I said before, a whole tone scale. Now the difference between uh, a regular major scale and a whole tone scale is there's no semitones in it. And I can demonstrate that now by playing uh, a regular major scale for you. sounds fairly normal now if I was to play you the whole tone version of that it would sound like this as you can hear there's quite a difference between the two scales and the whole tone scale is much more angular and, and almost muscular it's, it's ideal for writing these kind of loud rock songs and the bass line you're hearing is it, it runs around this kind of riff and that just hooked me I thought that's my way and that's, that's, the, that's the hook of the song and so I used that as the main run for it and you know tweak the sound of that you know add a few stray notes here and there now what you heard there was the first two the first two parts of, 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 the, of the song and, yeah, it was chugging along nicely, but we needed a, a crescendo. Now, this was all worked out on the bass first, so I was riffing around on that. And then, I don't know where it come from. It's that, that old creative spark. It comes in. I worked out an ending all on the bass. And that bit sounds like this. did with that, that piece of bass is I actually started working my way up the neck and so it's, there's an increase in pitch and what this does combined with the drums is it gives the whole piece a feeling of urgency like there is going to be a crescendo so that was it so the bass and the drums were down and I needed to work out where I was going to go from there and so anyway rewound my, my sonar application went back to the beginning and decided that what we'll do is we'll get my guitar and we'll add some guitar to that and the, the guitar would basically do its best to riff again with the whole tone scale riff over the bass line and so the two would kind of be com complementing each other and then going through that there'll be this increase in pitch to a, a crescendo of some sort Again, at this point, I wasn't really sure where, where it was all going, so so bear with me if, if, if I'm rambling a bit. So anyway, here's the guitars, the bass, and the drums that I recorded. there you can hear how the uh, guitar and the bass fits together quite nicely it's quite a powerful crunchy sound um, 
so what you're going to hear next is the is the big crescendo and you can hear how the the bass and the guitar as they rise up the scale there is this sense of urgency and as if something big is going to happen Well, that was exciting, wasn't it? Cuts off rather abruptly, but don't want to give the ending away just yet. So there you have it. You can see how this stuff kind of fits together. Of course, as usual, I'm not happy with just having the one guitar. What I do is I go back with that section and I add a second guitar panned to the right because the the guitar you heard then is slightly panned to the left, so there's a bit of space. And I go back and I record some more horrible, aggressive guitar to the right of the stereo spectrum. And what I'm doing there is I'm just playing chords just to pick out the rhythm. But what I'm doing here is I'm not playing on the beat, I'm playing off the beat. So I've got this kind of crazy punctuation going on. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play you a little bit of that and I'm going to fade out the drums and the bass and you can hear what I'm doing with my right hand. It doesn't sound like much, but it, I, I feel it adds to the, the flavour, the general flavour of the track. So that was the rhythm guitar put down and I realised I had the core of, of a song evolving before my eyes. Now what happened next didn't happen in this chronological order. I actually recorded a beginning and an end but we'll get to that in a minute. Imagine, by a leap of the imagination, I've already recorded the beginning and the end and I'm working on this central section. I come back to it and I think, well, I need even more guitar. Yes, more six-string noise. Now, what I do next is I go back and I listen to this, this middle section. For that's what it is now. It's turned into a middle section. Not a beginning or an ending. It is actually a middle section. I decide to put some more guitar down. Now, again, I'm, 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 I'm riffing with, with, with chords. These are only... I think they're only three-note chords. Very played on the on the higher strings of the guitar lots of right hand you know almost in a in a banjo type way almost very very punkish in in some respect but the the effect of this is to have a, almost a, a, a very almost like a sandpaper effect it, it's it's very grating and that's what i wanted to cut through all that noise because no other solo would do it so this is what you've got. Ouch. 
as you can imagine, that's pretty painful to listen to, and I've, I've EQ'd it to bring out those lovely trebly notes. And when you add it to the guitar and the bass, and it sounds like this. there you have it the two guitars are, are vying for the listener's attention and it really does give the whole piece a, a sense of moving forward and, uh, and a palpable tension and in the next section using the same guitar sound I return to the whole tone scale and and follow what the bass is doing and the following section after that I return back to the sliding sliding chords and again, follow the bass because it's the bass. The bass is what's driving this this whole piece at the moment, because that was the instrument that provided the whole impetus for the recording. So, this is what it did. bracing stuff and so you can see what I was getting at there's this real feeling of movement of, of being propelled forward now I've just got a middle I need a beginning and an end what could I do now now this was the bit that took the, took the time <laughs> that that last bit was quite easy well quite easy it was it was quick to come up with because you know very often when you're recording around a, a loop you know you're not composing you just you just recording the vibe now the next bit i sat down i think well what, i need something to to work with this and again because i'm using the whole the whole tone scale i wanted to do something similar to my band called uh, king crimson they their comp lead composer a guy called robert fripp uses the whole tone scale quite a lot and that is why he, he often writes very distinctive guitar music um, and so what he tends to do is he tends to have a lot of themes he starts a, he starts a song with it with a, a recognizable theme then he riffs and then he returns to the theme and so I thought well I've got my I've got my riff section already worked out. What I need is a is a nice juicy theme to begin to begin the song and so I sat down with the guitar and I needed to work out a whole tone theme, something that was that would work with that particular drum pattern. 
and this is what I came up with. So that was the main theme there for you, and I'd realised that the middle section had been recorded in the key of B, and so naturally the the theme needed to be recorded in the key of B too. And using the the whole tone scale, just worked out a simple ascending tune, but then I shifted the tune along. So there's a I think there's a, a one four five kind of uh, progression going on there so we move from B to D sharp to F sharp repeating the same the same theme and for those of you who are paying attention you'll notice that halfway through that I play the whole thing backwards so we go back from F sharp back down to B again just playing the thing in reverse Uh, (laughs) as you can imagine I had to write it down and I because it's a bit complicated for a simple soul like me, and I've, I've even got the, the original piece of paper here, Russell, Russell, uh, <laughs> for my, my notes. And I very rarely write notes. I usually just try and remember it. But with this, it was a bit more involving. Now, I wanted to get that kind of King Crimson sound going again, and one of the techniques that they use is to have uh, another guitar or another instrument uh, playing in fifths opposite the main theme so you get this this doubling up sound now I mean I could have done it with the octave or you know another harmony but I thought I'd go for the the fifth harmony because that was the kind of that was the quality I was looking for with this piece and again I sat down with my little piece of paper and I worked out what the progression would be and it sounds like this So there's the two guitars. Uh, they're panned left and right, so there's a clear distinction between them. And the the harmony works quite well, I think you'll agree. And it gives it a very distinct sound. So we've got our opening theme. Now all I needed to do now was to add some bass to that. Now it wasn't going to be complicated. I just wanted a, a bass line that was, you know, that 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 followed the root note 
threw in a few fifths, so it it, it kind of glued it all together, but also was quite rhythmic too. I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be too individual. I wanted it to just be sitting there, plodding along, you know, gluing all this stuff together. And uh, here here's what it sounds like. So as you can hear, it's um, not a particularly interesting bass line, but it, it bubbles along underneath underneath the surface and, and binds everything together. So I had my beginning, I had my middle, now all I needed to do was get an ending. Now this is where Lazy Darren comes in because, hey, I know what I can do. I can have the beginning as the ending. And so... Using the miracle of cut and paste, just cut and paste at the beginning to the end. Now, to make it all sound a bit more cohesive, there's a few there's a few live cymbal splashes from the Roland Hand Sonic in there, you know, to make it you know to hide all the edits. <laughs> but I had all the elements there. It was just a matter of of gluing it all together, using the old magic glue, and gluing it all together. And what you're going to hear next is the finished item, the finished article. The the middle that was recorded first, the beginning, which was recorded second, and the ending, which is just a copy of the beginning. And this is Pearly King. <laughs>
did you enjoy the big gong at the end there? I bet that woke you up. No nodding off at the back. Well, you've you can see how uh, Pearly King was was all glued together, and what a complete con trick it is making music. And hopefully, it's given you some ideas with what to do yourself. If you're interested in listening to whole tone music and want to check out a band called King Crimson, uh, an album called Red is a good place to start. There's a lot of whole tone stuff on there for you. Um, you might want to check out their website. There's a, they've got a really good website at the moment called www.dgmlive.com and you can you can download a heap of of stuff from there. They even give away free music if you're lucky. If you're good boys and girls, you can get yourself some free King Crimson over there. Now, ooh, we're coming towards the end of the of the podcast. And I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to terrify you next. I know. Why don't I play a, a semi-live performance for you? We did it before. We can do it again. Now, what you're going to hear is me basically playing my solo guitar over a pre-recorded track. Yes, I know it's cheating, but I just don't have the money to hire a full band. So we're just going to have to go, go along with it karaoke style, I'm afraid. And this song is a, is a popular little number. Well, it's a popular little number according to the downloads on iTunes. It's probably the most downloaded and purchased song of mine. It's called um, Forever Autumn. And no, it's not. It's nothing to do with Justin Hayward. It just, it just sounds like an autumnal song. Oh, dear. It's so hard when it comes to naming songs not to copy other people. Um, my next album's called Thriller, and there's a, a song in it called Bohemian Rhapsody, which has got nothing to do with Queen. No, I joke, I joke, I really do. But anyway, this next song's called Forever Autumn, and I hope you enjoy it.
so that was Forever Autumn, uh, a track I recorded back in 2003 for a CD called Without Words. Don't panic, no acoustic instruments were harmed during the recording of that track. If you want to buy that song or that album, you can do so by visiting a wonderful website called CD Baby. So get clicking to www.cdbaby.com and do a search for me, Darren Locke. Alternatively, if you're more technologically minded and like your music delivered digitally, I am also available on iTunes. Just do a search for Darren Locke and a whole raft of tracks will appear. Um, well, yeah, it's, we're at the end. Ooh. Saying goodbye is so hard, isn't it? Um, it's been fun. If, you, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, send me a mail. Send me an email. My email address is mail at darrenlock.com. If you're feeling particularly brave, you might want to head over to my website, which is www.darrenlock.com, which is full of rubbish, and there is some free music there too if you can find it. And until next time, you know, take care. It's a crazy old world out there, and um, hopefully we'll all catch up again in the future. Goodbye. <laughs>